Hello again, folks. Um, I, I, it might be good for us to name this the third part in a three-part um, story tell on uh, Craig Kirkby's um, past. <laughs> Sounds like we're kind of catching up on his past history. Uh, but uh, we've been interviewing our guest, Craig, uh, who is known to many of you, and uh, we've been talking about some of the story to this point for him that's shaped uh, his values and his convictions and um, what he does um, in his kingdom cause, if you like. And so last episode, if you haven't listened to that, it's probably not a bad idea doing the last episode and the one before that to kind of get a bit of context. But if you haven't, I'm sure you get some value out of this anyway. Um, I, th- I said that I was going to ask the question, you know, what happened once you left Queenstown and moved up to Joburg on this uh, departing from the community uh, in order to um, go out into the mission, so to speak? And uh, then how is it that you transition from Joburg uh, to Melbourne, Australia? So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to pass over to you, Craig, and say, you know, what, what, what was going on and what actually transpired um, from when you left Queenstown from that community that had essentially kicked you out mm-hmm. in, a good, in the best possible way mm-hmm. and uh, your, your time in Joburg? Oh, thanks, Craig. Yeah. Um, obviously, as you said, there's kind of two stories to that. My story and journey with Lorna and the kids and obviously the church that we left behind. Um, we we felt really sent out by them and had always asked as part of the journey, we want to be the first one sent out. Um, we actually weren't. An older couple, and I'm its name, Greg and Delcy, um, during this 10 weeks of prayer and seeking God um, through a spirit of repentance and then this missional spirit that really broke on our hearts they got this heart for japan um <laughs> didn't, didn't say that coming did you and, well we didn't because obviously there was no talk of japan we didn't know a single japanese <laughs> had to go to the map and find out where is uh, japan absolutely um yeah. and, and it was just a case of um there were cell leaders in in the church that we knew them they were trustworthy people and this this was saying real to them and we saw a body say right we're gonna get behind you and do this whatever this means and obviously it was through a process of Bit of research and things like that they had to sell up the business that they ran in, in Queenstown um, and and I remember that last meeting before they went um, sitting in my lounge just really praying counting the cost really and and them saying oh my goodness you know what are we doing at this they were in their 60s um, saying what are we doing and and um, what do we even have to offer you know what gifts do we have we can't stand up down a pulpit and teach and I remember them saying so I said what can you give them and all I remember them saying was we can just love the people of Japan. And we agreed that was all they needed. Okay. And yeah. Not a bad and way to start. It was a revelation to us. That's all you need. Mm. Uh, God will open the doors. And, and they went to Japan um, to teach English and just love the people of Japan. And for two years, so, saw no fruit. Um, just loving, giving, serving. And um, after two years, uh, we got the email, someone's crossed the line of faith. You know, Someone's wow. come to Jesus. And then we're like, oh my goodness, we've got to respond. And um, Grant Willems, who was my youth pastor while we were... He was one of the seven on staff. Oh, I was back in Queenstown. At Queenstown. He was the youth pastor when we were still in the more of the traditional mold of church. Um, uh, He he really just resonated with that. And he gave up three months of his life to to go and see what was happening. And he didn't come back. Um, And he's still there. He's still there. He's married Yuki, a Japanese uh, girl. Of course, he's got two kids now. And Greg and Delcy are still there. So this was saying real and in the spirit. It It cost us in many, many ways, of course. But it was that's what kind of happened with with the community there in 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 Queenstown. There was this a well had been dug, yeah. the river started flowing, and we just our heart was if you've got a heart for the nations, if you've got a heart for your neighbourhood, if you've got a heart for down the street across the seas, 
we want to try to support you to get you there. Yeah. And, yeah. and and we were also sent out in that same spirit. We were just one of those sent out. Um, I, said, I think I said in the last time, we felt it was important to go so that um, the community didn't again revolve around our leadership. Okay, there. okay. So, so that's why I kind of, we wanted to be the first ones out. But Greg and Delcy beat us to it. But anyway, a year down the track in the three-year process we left, um, the church in Queenstown found themselves in the word from 2 Corinthians 11 verse 12 and uh, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2 and 3 mm-hmm. that really kick-started this off was um, the simplicity of Christ Jesus. So for us, simple church, we kind of use that phrase, not because it was a catchphrase, there was no book on the subject yet. It was because we wanted to recover a simplicity first in our devotion to Jesus yeah. and then in the way we did mission and the way we found our communal life together. So the church in Queenstown became um, a number of smaller, simple church communities that had a autonomy in themselves but then found a collective life together and they still do to this day so we then went to Johannesburg the second year um, of that we returned four times to Queenstown Queenstown. for for a week at a time just to be with the community to cheer them on to help them to to continue to try to discern what the father was doing obviously these people were very dear to us Mm -hmm. and they still are they some of our best friends today so there was a relational bond that we built everything from we talked today about building from relationship to structure, but that's yeah. only because that's what we did, yeah. and we realized that's a value of the kingdom. So um, in Johannesburg, uh, I had to find some ways to resource myself, and I dug back into my marketing degree and um, started a business in Johannesburg, which is a separate story, that then resourced our next couple of years in Johannesburg and actually helped pay our way to Australia. But at that time, we went to Johannesburg with one thing. Father, what are you doing in the city and how can we contribute to it? Well, what's the population of Joburg in comparison to Queenstown? Uh, Queenstown's probably 500,000 people. Yeah. Um, Johannesburg, if you count all the big suburbs, is closer to 6 million people. Why okay. uh, but, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a real mix of uh, rich and poor, as you probably know, South African stories. But yeah, yeah. It's a massive city. Uh, but it was my home. I was born there. I knew Johannesburg. A lot of contacts were there. So... Um, it was easy, easier to start the business, but then as we started to trust the, the Father to say, what are you doing here, um, communities started to happen, and, and we're born into a wider vision because we've already got this work in Japan, yeah. I come from Queenstown, yeah. people aren't coming to get a pastor to preach to them, they're like, just wow, you guys are some missional experience of some church, it's interesting, and there was a curiosity factor that helped us, sure. And, and yet you're not flying solo either. Like you've got good your, point. Your, your, your yeah, yeah, we're certainly not flying solo. Number one, we've been sent out from a community. The Queenstonians came to meet the new Joburg yeah, guys, and, yeah. and of course, we're walking with Tony Marin Fitzgerald and a whole number of relationships that are connected to them. So we're certainly not alone. Um, and so, within I think about uh, just over a year, maybe eighteen months, we saw a second community. I think it was about two or three simple churches now in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm but a, a second plant, if you like, from Johannesburg to Pretoria, which is another city, a big city, um, an hour north of Johannesburg. So you just keep going north. <laughs> well, we were actually, if yeah. you think of it like that, but there was also some, some lateral and lateral southwest and east movement. Yeah. Look, there were some spectacular failures too, because I think um, we were just learning as we went, and some people we cheered on may have been a little premature in, in the spur of God yeah. for them. So yeah. I, I don't want to paint a rosy picture that everything went well. This cost us a lot. Mm. Um, but but the reality is we had caught a missional spirit, a missional sense of the heart of God. And that was at the basis of what we were all about. Yeah. And yeah, out great. of that mission, we found community. Um, 
Um, before I um, actually landed in Australia, I was at a point where we were then starting to go into Zimbabwe and Zambia, um, again with a missional, missional context saying, um, you know, um, we're not going there to plant a church, um, we're going there to see what the Father's doing, and in Zimbabwe and Zambia there's not hard to find need, it was just a case of, Father, what do you want us to do? Yeah. And our work in Zimbabwe revolved around finding missional answers to the orphan crisis and those kind of things. So it was very practical ministry yeah. oriented, but communities developed out of that. And so for us, it wasn't so much about going to plant churches as it was about serving the kingdom, seeing the kingdom advance and communities come around that. So um, uh, after Japan, Queenstown, Pretoria, Zimbabwe, Zambia, uh, in our hearts, um, the team started to feel that um, New Zealand's on the heart of God. So praying through that, there was a couple in our midst named Rob and Megan. Rob is the brother of Grant, who's in Japan. Okay. Just to reference people too, <laughs> yes. that Grant is where, and in Japan, yeah. is where Rob and Robin Krieg and Peter and Julie Starkey have, that's right. have been twice now twice, yeah, to encourage right. the church and yeah. do some teaching there. And, yeah. and to be with Grant because uh, of the, the relationship that they established when he was here in Melbourne in, in for Melbourne. 18 months. Okay, yeah, okay. So, and that's another story. Yeah, that's yeah. another story. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we sent out Rob to, to New Zealand and tried to support that. In the process, there was this growing heart for Australia in our midst. Um, and really, I was thinking, where's the next son in the Lord, son in the faith, if you like, if I can use the word, someone that I'm entering, and, and who's the next guy I'm going to send? I've sent Grant, I've sent, so who's the next guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it became clear in our process of God, um, it's Lord and I. All eyes looked oh, at you. Again, yeah, absolutely. It was a yeah. like dawning moment that it's us. Um, so there, it was quite a cost that because we weren't looking to immigrate. We weren't looking to leave. I had a passion for uh, Africa. Business was, was going doing well. Good business was going yeah. well. We had real inroads in Z- Zambia and Zimbabwe, and I believed in what we were doing. But um, as soon as that moment became clear to us, Tony Fitzgerald was obviously a very big part of helping us discern what God was saying. As soon as I realized we were it, this absolute burden for this country um, took my heart. And it was a long process. I then visited Melbourne t- twice. Yeah. Sorry, Australia twice. Um, Australia the first time. We were in Brisbane on our way to New Zealand. And then a um, the second time I came to walk the streets with a small team of Melbourne for eight days just to get a heart of God and sense the prophetic word of God. And God really just confirmed in that time where we were supposed to be, and that was Melbourne. Okay. So then we took 18 months to to extricate ourselves, is that the right word, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, out of the ministry in South, Southern Africa simply because we didn't want to um, be responsible for everything falling apart because we hadn't done a proper job to leave. Yeah. And so I, doing we really thoroughly believe that thoroughly, like, transition yeah. process, yeah. Yeah, it's no good me saying the Lord spoke in chairs, good luck. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had to raise up some good leaders um, that could take over the work in Zimbabwe, Zambia, and those kind of things. It took 18 months for us to do that properly um, before we arrived in Melbourne, um, just Lorna, I, two kids in four suitcases and saying, Father, what are you doing here? We didn't come to plant churches. I haven't planted a church myself. It was a case of the Lord is at work in this nation. And how can I participate with what he's doing in a kingdom sense? So for me, it was like, I'm not going to arrive at Melbourne Airport and get off the plane and the Holy Spirit's going to tiptoe out behind me. Okay, we've arrived. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. at work here already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I'm arri- for you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's and, right. And, and we saw that in so many ways, including meeting up with you. Uh, yeah. We knew no one in this country arrive in Melbourne and obviously three weeks after we've arrived in Melbourne I get an email from you saying welcome to Australia and so those kind of moments just go wow you've gone before us here's a relationship I'd like to get to know Craig and and we've been walking together for seven years so it really was out of a missional heart saying father what are you doing how can we serve adding our resources our gifts our experience to 
this place, that um, wherever we've seen any form of fruitfulness versus failure, yeah. it's been because of that's been the heart, not I want to go plant a church somewhere, I want to get a ministry started. You know, in, which we've in, been, in fact, I haven't heard you at any juncture in uh, what we've been sharing, what you've been sharing, say we were going to be planting, rapidly multiplying simple churches across the nation or yeah. any particular nation for that matter. You're no. simply going and identifying what God's up to yeah. and joining with him if, yeah. if that's a good... And, and if he does do that, then, then great. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but I think um, the danger is, and I think we, we learned this by hardship, is that when you come with a preconceived package of how it must look like, Nothing works out like you think. So, yeah, yeah. so the more we can come in open-hearted and allow the Father to do what He wants to do, the more we'll cooperate him yeah. with Him, the less disappointed we'll be and the more fruit we'll see. Certainly imagine that uh, landing in Australia and knowing somewhat of your visa process, it hasn't Ooh. been an easy journey by any stretch of the imagination, no. even yeah. just finding yourself as a permanent resident yeah. took like seven years. Well, five years because I came on a missionary visa and that's not a what they call a substantial visa to then become a permanent resident. So uh, we have to renew every two years. And to live like that's very challenging when you had so much stability, even though we had moved several times and gone through changes. When you have a context where you know everyone, yeah. there's always opportunity. When you come to a nation that's foreign to you, even though there's so many similarities, you're still the alien yeah. and you don't know anyone. There's no one to fall back on. But having said that, um, the grace of God that comes with obeying Him um, and the uh, commitment of people you travel with. We didn't do this as Lone Rangers. Yeah. We did this with a community that sent us. We did this as spiritual fathers. Tony Fitzgerald is an Australian but living in America. He made sure that he was in Melbourne on our arrival so he could fetch us from the airport. Wow. You know, and that's the yeah, commitment. Yeah, that's significant. Of, Doesn't seem like a lot. Absolutely, yeah. you know. So... so you just know that you're loved, that you're yeah. not alone, um, that it's going to be hard and you've got to follow the Lord, but there's a grace in that comes because not just the Father's gracious, but He also puts you in a family to do this together. Yeah. There's a lot of bits and pieces I'd love to pick up on in this particular episode, but I mm. think what I'd like to do is ask you more questions around the idea of um, being missionally part or partnering missionally with the community that you find yourself right. in, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what it means to be sent and what that looks like, and there's no cookie cutter for it, I'm right. sure. But right. the, the the heart or the value that's okay. behind, and what some of the convictions or some of the things you've learned over the years, I'd be fascinated to kind of quiz you on a bit in our next episode. If that's okay, perfect, Craig. Yeah, you're staying around. The plane's not going until tomorrow afternoon. So there you go. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, mate.